do our best to avoid spoilers for those of you who'd like to watch along with us. Neither of us are experts, just fans who like to drink and dish, which will also explain why we still haven't figured out how the fuck to make the audio sound any better. <laughs> I think it gives it character. <laughs> That's what we will go with. That's I'm, our story and we're sticking yeah, to it. Yeah. We are your hosts. I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. I can't look at you right now because it's kind of want to laugh. So I'm like looking everywhere, but. <laughs> okay. So this week's episode is solitary. Yes. And I got to tell you, nothing about his story surprised me. Before, I was like, okay, this is pretty much expected. What are you drinking? Stella! <laughs> Stella! <laughs> yes. And Stella is also laying down next to me. <laughs> For so, those of you who don't know, that's the name of her dog. Yeah, but she's pretty knocked out, so she she might just be still for the rest of the episode. One could hope not. <laughs> It'll be interesting. <laughs> I'm going to go through the synopsis, and you can stop me whenever you hear something you want to chat about. Just jump in and interrupt you. I think I can manage that. Try really hard, okay? I'll try. <laughs> the episode starts off on the island. And it's day 12. Further along the coastline than any other survivor has ever been, Saeed sits looking at his photograph of Nadia. He notices something out of the corner of his eye, and moving closer discovers it's some kind of electrical cable. One end leads into the ocean, the other into the jungle. He decides to follow it into the jungle. At the main beach camp, Jack changes Sawyer's bandages amongst a barrage of insults. The con man comments about Kate being interested in him, prompting Jack to leave. He goes to Kate, who worries about Saeed, who has been gone for over two days. Jack reassures her, saying Saeed is a trained soldier who is able to look after himself. The cable he follows soon leads underground, and near it are a set of traps. Dodging the first one, Saeed is caught off guard by another, which pulls him upside down by a rope. Trapped for hours, Saeed prays for help, but it is not until night that he hears some kind of response in the jungle. He is cut down by an unknown figure and faints. Jack treats Sullivan for a rash, dubbing him a hypochondriac. Hurley thinks that everyone is too tense and they need something to help them unwind. Later, Saeed begins to come round to hear a voice asking, Where is Alex? in a variety of different languages. The stranger who had cut him down is revealed as a woman, and she shocks Saeed with electrical current, ordering him to reveal what he knows about Alex. 
And may I say, the irony of this scene is not lost on me. <laughs> I mean, he's over here being tortured. And look, so you're like, how apropos. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> I down too. Oh, did you? Look, yes. look at us. Yes. Not just one like, mind. Like in the irony of the flashbacks, but the and then also the irony of the last episode with Sawyer. Yeah. Yes. Well, you, you know, I, to me, it kind of went hand in hand because when he did one, is kind of like you know what he like based on last week's episode, you knew that was his past kind of like so it was kind of like one and the same. Yeah, it's a lot of duality where usually the off island story connects to the on island story either as. Sometimes it could be like an opposite thing, or sometimes it could be in in a side. And in this case, it's he was the one because being a plane crash on a deserted island doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change your past. It doesn't change your character. It, you know, you are who you are at yeah. the core. So life is going to take you pretty much in very similar paths, regardless of your situation. Uh, in this case, Deserted Island. So, really, none of it makes, none of it's a big surprise, if you think about it. It's, it should be expected. But, there's something else. When he's in her underground shelter, that bitch got electricity. I have a lot of questions about her little thing as we go on throughout the episode. Okay. A whole bunch of little, like, really? Okay. <laughs> bet okay but like when did she get the, i mean i'm gonna assume that some of the stuff like the generators and some of the stuff was brought up they were doing like whatever testing or research they were doing but where you get the what when you get like the my god my brain shut down those who can't see me i'm doing like charades with my hands <laughs> like the fencing where you get the iron fencing from and when you get the the, the you know like but I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave that alone to TV. That's TV logic. But yeah, just some other things. So I'm like, really? But go ahead. Okay. You may commence. Okay. In a flashback, Saeed tortures a man into admitting the truth about helping Shiite rebels in a terrorist attack. His superiors are so impressed by the way in which he works that they transfer him to the intelligence division. As his commanding officer and close friend talks with him, he notices a young woman being brought into the detention facility and seems to recognize her. On the island, Locke returns to the caves with Ethan, another survivor, after hunting for food. They found a variety of luggage items during their scout, and Hurley offers to look through them for anything useful. The commotion wakes up Walt, who asks Locke if he can hunt. Michael overhears and orders Walt back to bed, just as Hurley discovers something in the bags which puts a smile on his face. Back to Saeed, he pleads that he doesn't know who Alex is and explains about the plane crash. When he comments about the distress signal he picked up and how it was 16 years old, the French woman stops, asking if it had really been that long. However, she still believes Saeed to be lying, saying that she knows what he is. The next morning, Saeed looks around to realize that he is in some sort of dugout tent. He sees a jacket with the name Rousseau on it, the French woman's name. She talks about her distress signal and how they now control it. She found his name on the envelope he carries with Nadia's photo inside. She refuses to believe his story, asking why, if there were so many, he would leave everyone for isolation. He says it is because of something he did, and when asked about Nadia, he says that she is dead. 
Rousseau believes him. In a flashback, Said is later ordered to torture the same woman, who turns out to be Nadia. His group believes she was involved in a bombing plot. As Said introduces himself, Nadia remembers him from her childhood. The two talk about their past and how Nadia became a traitor to her nation. Nadia refuses to cooperate, showing her wounds from past interrogations. She tells Said to do his work, completely indifferent to what will happen to her. At the caves, Michael and Jack make plans to split the drinking water to make a shower facility. Their discussion is interrupted by Charlie, who takes them to see Hurley. Hurley has built a golf course in order to help everyone have some fun in their life on the island. Which I think was really necessary. Right. I know I sound like I'm really like, focus on this, focus on less shelter, focus on like realistic stuff. But we're human. We really need to like let loose and be like, and feel like humans at some point in time. And back to the interrogation of Satan. What's up with all the pronouns? Who's they? What's it? What's going on? Who, what, where, why? What did they catch? Like, I, I finally get some island story, and they're leaving me, like, hanging on. I'm like, stop with the pronouns. <laughs> I need some details. But thank you for finally giving me some island stories. Shut up with that look on your face, because you're looking <laughs> like, I told you, I told you. I'm still not convinced, though. I'm still not in love. You got me for another episode. Welcome to the first and hopefully last island open. What? It's two holes for now. Three par and no waiting. Early. You built a golf course? Rich idiots play to tropical islands all the time to whack balls around. All the stuff we gotta deal with, man. This is what you've been wasting your time on? Dudes, listen. Our lives suck. Everyone's nerves are stretched to the max. I mean, we're lost on an island. Running from boars and monsters. Freaking polar bears. Polar bears? You didn't hear about the polar bears? Look, all I'm saying is if we're stuck here, then just surviving's not going to cut it. We need some kind of relief, you know? We need some way that we can, you know, have fun. That's right, fun. Or else we're just going to go crazy waiting for the next bad thing to happen. I love when Hurley is like, welcome everyone to the first and hopefully only island open. And they're all just like, this is what you've been wasting your time on? And they're berating him for doing that. And he's like, dude, millionaires spend money to come out to places like this. Right? He's like, we got to just make the best of it. Because if you're going, let's be, let's be realistic here. And the events that they're stuck there for a long, long time. Now, mind, mind you, I don't know that it's like 100 seasons. But it's you guys six. have to be like, you All have right. to start building a life. You know, you have to start building your norms. And that sometimes that's a release. Sometimes that's playing golf. Sometimes that's whatever it is. Do you, do you understand why Shan is so just like, she's like the only one not stressed. Because she's like, what are you going to do? Stressing? And being argumentative and being divisive is not going to change the situation. She's sunbathing and reading her book. I get it. I don't disagree. But I'm thinking that maybe, you know, 17 minutes after the plane crash might not be the best time for a pedicure. I'm just saying. Like, well, you- I, say she, 
I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I meant more like day 12, but yes. <laughs> like, even the next day, you're like, all right, no one came. Maybe we should just make sure we have some food for the day, and then I'll do the pedicure. I, yeah, I didn't, you know, I said I have hope for Shannon. <laughs> I didn't say she, you know, I didn't say she was 100% there, but no one's 100% there. No, that's Hey guys, we are here with an update to our scheduling. We just wanted to let you guys know that from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we are going to be going back to every other week publishing schedule. Okay, say something witty here. Witty? Because actually as you're talking, because you kind of, I don't know if it's witty or not, but you sounded very sex kitten when you said hello. You know, I was like, oh. Agnes is at a loss for words, apparently. <laughs> I know, it doesn't happen. This is like a 30-second promo, and you don't have words. But okay, the point is, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we're going to release our regularly scheduled Lost episodes every other Monday. Maps will still be every two weeks, and Spotlight will still be the first of the month. And then after Labor Day, we will go back to Lost being put out every week just so that we can be able to spend a little bit more time with our families and enjoy the summer. So that's it. That was the update. For sure. Rousseau shows Saida music box, a symbol of love and comfort to her from her love, Robert. However, the music box has been broken for many years. Saeed says that he might be able to fix it if his hands are freed. But Rousseau seems to ignore him, standing a, rust, standing a rusted syringe. She then injects him. Jack and Michael give in to Hurley's infectious enthusiasm, playing a round of golf. The survivor Jack previously treated arrives, forgetting all about his ailments with the prospect of playing the sport. Sullivan with his hives and him being a hypochondriac. So I'm actually going to go back a little bit. Okay. Actually, I'm going back a lot because mm -hmm. I kind of like missed my segue. The scene where Michael is like doing his drawing for his water mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. And then Walt is like, hey, can I go to the beach? And Michael's like, no. So Walt is like, well, I'm bored. And then hit Michael go, go back and say, well, you need to find something to do. And I'm looking like, he just did. Dude. Yeah. What the and the whole, like, like I said, up to this point, I was trying to figure out what's bugging me about, like, I know there's a lot bugging me about Michael, mm -hmm. but I couldn't put my finger on it. I was just unnerved by his relationship. I was like, you know what? He has to learn to be a father. That's one. And I find, personally, he has a little bit of a me comp. It's about him. He's a little selfish in that way. So, never mind that hurdle he has to learn to be a father he's not i don't think he has it in him to focus on someone else but himself then he has to learn to be a father with that deficiency after the child's mother died after they had a plane crash and this whole situation i think this episode put it it hit it the light bulb went off for me i'm like oh like Locke. Locke obviously has a natural relationship with the kid. Like they bonded easily. Mm -hmm. Locke doesn't have any children that we know of, at least. 
He didn't have much of a family that we know of as of this point, but he still had that natural affinity to get to know the kid. So Michael, I think, has a long role ahead of him of growing up himself. Yeah. Like, Walt is more of an adult in that sense than he is. That's what buzzed me about Michael. Saeed regains consciousness, and Rousseau apologizes for using the sedative. She moved him so he could fix the box. He agrees to work on it in exchange for her name. Danielle tells Saeed about how her science team experienced malfunctions during a storm in the Pacific. Her ship was breached and crashed, and her team made camp on the island temporarily. After two months, something occurred causing Rousseau to make the distress signal, which stated that it had killed them all. Danielle explains that the others were the carriers, and that though she had never met them, they whisper in the jungle, and Saeed doesn't believe her. He looks at her like with the most pity in his eyes, and she is like, you think I'm insane, and he's like, I think you've been alone too long. But based on what they've seen thus far, why is that so far-fetched? Polar bears, like a weird monster sounds in the jungle. Like, why is that so far-fetched, dude? And, I mean, in fairness, if she's been alone for 16 years, I could understand why you would think that she's a little bit crazy. I get that, but based on what I've seen, if it was me on that island, based on what I've seen thus far in 12 days, yeah. I'd be like, Lord, it, could, it really could be anything, because this shit... Shit here is getting real. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. But what do I know? I'm just a professional TV watcher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to go back to a flashback. Saeed visits Nadia in her cell weeks later, giving her food. He wants her to talk without hurting her, giving her the opportunity to implicate others in order to save herself. Nadia says that cooperating would mean their visits would be cut short. And when Saeed says that their interactions were in a game... She replies, yet you keep playing it, pretending to be something I know you're not. News spreads of the golf course, and many are surprised to hear that the serious doctor is amongst the players. Sawyer jokes to Kate about it and passes up the possibility of accompanying her to the course. To Danielle's delight, Saeed manages to fix the music box, but as soon as he asks if he may go, the music stops. She tells him she needs him and he is not safe. Just then, a roaring sound is heard outside. She heads out after it, despite Saeed's warning that it might be the monster. There's no such things as monsters, says Rousseau, as she leaves. Saeed manages to break free from his chains, and after grabbing a gun, as well as copies of maps and diagrams, he makes his escape. Back to a flashback, Saeed's commanding officer tells him that Nadia is to be executed. After over a month of interrogation, she still hasn't talked, and an example has to be made. Saeed goes to her cell and gives her a bag to put over her head. Back on the island, Kate and Jack mildly flirt as they talk about how the golf course is making everyone feel safe. Walt arrives, noting that Michael had left him at the caves alone. Michael offers to let Walt have a go, but when it is his turn, he disregards his son. Yo, he, like, literally... Runs away from his son. Didn't I tell you? Like he—he's—he's he's not a grown-up. He's as you like, dude. You forgot your kid. Like you know, your kid was like, "I'm bored. I want something to do." And then you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna go play golf." Like, <laughs> yeah. I hope it gets better 
I hope he learns to be a grown up and be a father throughout this process. I don't don't tell me anything. I wasn't planning on it. She said that so matter of factly. I kind of <laughs> like that little fact there. All right. In the last flashback, as Saeed leads her out, he reveals that he has set up an escape route for her. Nadia pleads him to join her, but desertion will mean death to his family. She quickly writes a message on a photograph of herself, but they are interrupted by Saeed's friend. To save his love, Saeed is forced to shoot him as he shouts for the guards, and then shoots himself in the leg to avoid suspicion. As Nadia runs, Saeed looks at the message written in Arabic on the back of the photo. On the island, Saeed and Rousseau cross paths as Saeed is trying to escape. They point their guns at each other, and Saeed pulls the trigger. To his surprise, however, he finds that the firing pin has been removed. Danielle says that Robert never noticed it either before she shot and killed him. Saeed can't believe that she would shoot someone she loved, but Rousseau claims he was sick, just like the rest of her group. She could not afford to let whatever hurt them escape the island if rescue would come, and so seemingly killed everyone close to her. She tells Saeed that she can't let him leave. After years of solitude, she doesn't want to be alone. Saeed decides to tell Rousseau what was written on the back of the photograph of Nadia. You will find me in the next life, if not in this one. He knows what it was like to hold on to someone. But the more he held on, the more isolated he himself felt. He believes that the only way off the island is with his friend's help. And so he needs to return to them. He asks if she wants to join him, but Danielle declines. Before she leaves, she advises Saeed to watch his people very closely. Saeed shouts after her, who was Alex? She answers that Alex was her child. Those guns look older than 16 years old. Well, they might and be. And then, then, I'm talking about, not talking about like, I'm talking about significantly older than 16 years. So how long have they had those weapons? And then two, you still have bullets in your gun? 16 like you still have ammunition 16 years later i'm sure some of that was like killing and for food and stuff or them or they or it or whatever but that's nothing that kind of bothered me about tv logic and i think i'm done with my insane expectation of real life on tv now <laughs> jack prepares to capitalize on charlie's failure and win the game as the other survivors begin to bet commodities on the outcome Sawyer arrives, offering some bounty of his own, causing everyone to be on edge. The group begins to accept him, however, meeting his bets. As Saeed tracks back to the jungle, the wind shifts. The sound of the monster is briefly heard, and he begins to hear whispers. And that's where the episode ends. So Good for you. No, she wasn't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything stands out that you want to talk about first to you? This so, uh, there's so much I, in this episode, so much. I think I I think I have the, I made my little points throughout my little interruptions. Okay. Other than that, I you know what you call Michael bugs the hell out of me. Well, so he, he learns learns some valuable lesson about interrogation <laughs> and <laughs> irony and karma. Um, Damn girl, one thing at a time. What? <laughs> One thing at a time. <laughs> oh, I kind of ran through, like, um, I think all I right. have all my little fun stuff. All right, so I let's go back to Michael. Else. So, okay. Michael and Walt have had a strained relationship the whole time. 
Correct. Okay. Walt tends to gravitate towards luck, and Michael hates it. Right. But it's like you said, Walt just has a connection with him. And I think um, it goes back to Michael not being mature enough to be a father at this point. He expects, I think he expects it to be like that father-son bond, when there wasn't one to begin with, and he's supposed to be automatic without even trying. Um, And and it's like, it's so stupid, though, because he ditches Walt, but then he doesn't want him spending time with Locke. And that's actually shown throughout the series thus far. He really doesn't pay much mind to him, but he expects him to look at him as, as a father. Like, you haven't been in my life. You don't, you haven't really instilled in me a reason to look at you as a father figure. Yeah. And not that he doesn't respect him, but he doesn't seem as a father figure. And he kind of like, I don't kind of blame him. I don't, I wasn't with a father figure. And at the end, when he asked, um, he asked Locke if he could show him. And Locke is like, does your father know you're here? And he didn't even care, but he gave him the knife. And Walt was like... Like, his eyes lit up when he got that knife in his hand. Yes. But he lights up like, at the wonder of Locke from the get. He feels about Locke the way I feel about Terry O'Quinn. <laughs> Terry, you're awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay, what was the next thing you were saying? Like, I was supposed to remember the words that come out of my own mouth. Please. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Saeed's learned, Saeed, Saeed's lesson in karma and irony, yes. yes. He tortured Sawyer, and then he got tortured. Instant karma. He, had, he, built his, he put his career on that. You know, so this quote, this is looks like, I was like, ha-ha. I mean, and he shot, even in the flashbacks, he shot himself for her. That's some shit. I felt, do I think he's evil? Absolutely not. I don't think he's a, um, he's not a statist, he's not evil, he's not malicious. I don't think that at all. That being said, sometimes good people do bad things yeah. for whatever reason. And it, karma still comes back, you know. But, you know, that's just me. Uh-huh. And this character, just so everyone knows, I'm just basing this on a TV character. <laughs> and it's my opinion of this character. Fictional character. At the end of each episode, it kind of focuses on one character, and then you get their story next week. Have you noticed right. that? But this episode doesn't do that. It it ends on Saeed hearing the whispers. Yes. Do you think that? So he... I think that is that seems like Go going into that, that logic and that pattern. I think it's going to give you more. It's going to go into the story of the island. But that's just me. Eventually, we should, you know. But that's mm-hmm. just me guesstimating. Do you think and surmising? That... What he was hearing is accurate, or he was, it was like a mind fuck because of what she told him? I think it's possible for anything, but it's quite obvious this island has has secrets and things are going on, so it might be a combination of both, but I think this, you know, it's, hello, Polar Bear Village, you know? <laughs> so, you can't put anything past this island, so... But I think he might assume is a mind fuck, but I think there's something else going on because this show doesn't stay on for a hundred years. If it isn't, if it's just a mind fuck, so yeah. it, it better be something else. 
because that's the, it's really anticlimactic. <laughs> I'm just saying, as I'm sipping my Stella. Yeah, um, sip time. All right. So how about one of the biggest themes is that we were introduced to three new characters. Danielle. Yes. The guy with the 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 the, the rash. Sullivan. That's his name. Okay, Sullivan. If you say so. Yeah, the hypochondriac. And who else? And Locke had a new hunting partner, Ethan. Remember, he was like, "Oh, we were gonna go hunt at night," and Ethan is like, "Well, yes, it's the best time. Yes, we're gonna yes, catch yes. rodent." Yes. Okay. So three new characters. Three new characters. Saeed finds the cable, and that's what makes him head into the jungle. You have any thoughts on that cable? Well, I, I mean, she's been there for sixteen years. I'm sure she has lots of ways to survive. I don't know if that cable was a way to get back. I mean, who knows? Leading to some kind of power source. I'm sure it has much. It has um value to her survival of some sort. Mm-hmm. I didn't think much further into that. You know, when Rousseau is talking to Saeed, she mentions the others and the sickness. Any thoughts on that? I think initially your first thought would be like some kind of. You know, virus, bacteria, or something. You know, you live in the you're on the island. It could be something of that nature. And then you're like, but wait, this is lost. So this can't be something that basic. Um, I told you before, it kind of bugged me. Who's they? What's it? What did they catch? What's what? I want to know what's going on. Is some some kind of tropical zombie apocalypse? I don't know. <laughs> and why yeah, didn't she catch it? Did she kill me? Did she kill people that they got sick in time for her not getting sick? But yeah, but yeah. Yep, yep, so yep, many yep. questions. They, like I said, you you got me for one more episode. This is an episode by episode basis. All right. But didn't I tell you that this is where it was going to start to turn around? Yes, you did. All right. Hang in there with me. <laughs> okay. Because I need a complete 180 to keep me going. Right now, you gave me like an extra, like, 30 degrees. So I'm, I'm working. I'm getting, you know. <laughs> Fine. Um, how about, and I think this is the last one that I have um, as far as some themes. In Sawyer's episode, we see that he held on to his letter as a means of holding on to his past. And it represented something. And in this episode, Saeed is holding on to the picture of Nadia. And it's representing his past. And I thought it was quite telling that he left it there when he made his escape. So I was like, interesting, Mr. Man. Very interesting. I'm not going to give you much more information because I I don't like spoilers. So I don't want to spoil shit for you. But I will say that this is going to be something that will come up again. The whole thing of holding on to something. In the past. It even goes back to the whole Tabula Rasa theme. About starting over. And maybe this was Saeed's way. You know he held on to that picture. Believing that Nadia was dead. Because of something that he did. And like you said he left it. Maybe that's his way of. Letting letting himself off of the hook. Very interesting. Very very interesting. Now let's be honest. I know what happened, so I could just be talking out my ass right now to throw you off. You would never know. 
You know why I'll never know? Because I'm not going to remember this by next week. <laughs> so, uh, there. Fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, I got holes in my brain, so, you know. <laughs> fine, blame the holes on your brain. You want to do trivia or characters? Trivia, trivia, trivia. Okay. I'm fine again. Uh-huh. During the scene where Jack treats Sullivan for his rash, Shannon can be heard in the background saying, Ew, get him out of there. He's drinking our water. This dialogue is from a deleted scene of this episode where Shannon comes across Vincent drinking from the main water supply. Shannon yells at Walt for letting the dog drink from the water and is then confronted by Michael for yelling at his son. Hurley tells Shannon that dogs' mouths are in fact cleaner than humans. Shannon defeated Storms Off. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I did hear... Okay. I, I I did hear it, but... I mean, you can hear it. It's not... It's not um hard to hear. I just... I didn't know it was from a deleted scene. I just assumed, oh, it's Shannon, so she's just whining about something. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why I didn't click, I don't remember... I don't remember hearing it. The name The Others is first used in this episode by Rousseau. And this is the first episode in which we hear whispering in the jungle. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of firsts in these episodes coming up, mm-hmm. but okay. Yeah. Um, Danielle asks Saeed where Alex is when he is semi-conscious. She speaks at least six different languages. English, German, Spanish, Italian, French, and Russian. Smart bitch. <laughs> Probably one of the reasons she survived for 16 years. Let's do characters. So this, Copy that, boss. This episode was Saeed. So let's do Saeed. If you insist. <laughs> He's hot. I do him. Oh, wait. Did I say that? Wait. Oh, I tell him. What so you tell. You tell him? three listeners. All right. Um, I concur. He's okay. And I have a biased opinion because he looks like them from my past. So, um, obviously, <laughs> I would do him in theory, but now I don't want to because of that. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a very, I have a very complex feelings towards him. All right. So, let's talk about Saeed. <laughs> Shall we talk? Shall we? So, your thoughts on Saeed after seeing his episode and some of his backstory? Nothing more so than I've already thought. Like, he's, he's no surprise. He's, his character was complete. Like, yeah, I expected that. As you guys can tell, my opinions of these characters are more like either indifferent or annoying. Everyone, except for Locke. <laughs> I love Locke. But I'm, in, I'm indifferent, so that's good. <laughs> no, I like Locke. I like Walt. I like Vincent. <laughs> and I have hope for Shannon. I, I think she has the potential. But everyone else is either indifferent or annoyance. Okay. I'm a hard TV viewer to, have to please. So, I mean, I don't know if, if I should even bother bringing up any more characters because you're going to be like, well... <laughs> <laughs> but let's... Hey, let's live dangerously. How about Claire? Since her episode Claire. is next. Okay. So, I find her, she's a little Pollyanna-ish, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling her backstory is going to be really anti-Pollyanna-ish. 
if that makes sense. I don't know. Of course it um, makes sense. It makes sense, right? In a, in a weird Agnes kind of way. I know that she's okay. I like her. She's a, she's cute. I'm not annoyed, and I'm not unhappy to hear see her on the on the show. But I find it interesting that she's not on there much. She makes like a lot of considering the other characters. She makes a lot of it feels like guest star appearances thus far. So yeah. we don't have. I don't really haven't had a chance to. She hasn't had a chance to annoy me. <laughs> Let's do a third. We Ooh. were we were introduced to. A couple of new, actually three new characters this week. And we spent a fair amount of time with Rousseau. Right. So let's hear your thoughts on her. Okay. You keep making, you you, you want my thoughts. I don't get thoughts on people until I get to know them a little bit. I know, but um, that's why this part is fun. I mean, look, we got three see. new characters. We got Rousseau, uh, Sullivan, and Ethan. Well, you know, Sullivan was like nothing Ethan, but a hypochondriac, like, and Ethan didn't even register to you. So let's do Rousseau. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Ethan, who, what? Exactly. So um, let's just do Rousseau. Barring the fact that she's been alone for 16 years, she has a lot to tell, and I would want to just pick her brain. But she obviously has some kind of like you know issues with trusting people because of them Can and the others her? and they. So I get it. But I don't think she should, like, I don't know why anyone would dismiss her so out of hand, considering that she knows whatever she knows or doesn't know is a hell of a lot more than what you know. I think there's a little bit of misogyny in that part. Maybe just just me. <laughs> I just wonder if Danielle was a Daniel, if she would have been dismissed so quickly. I don't know. Maybe I mean just too much into it. No, I don't, I mean, the eye I don't rolling so, but... I know that I can see, I can feel the listeners rolling their eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're rolling your eyes right now, please email us at sassin6.gmail.com <laughs> and tell us why. <laughs> oh, call and leave us a message. Yeah. And we will play it on the next episode. Oh my God. If they're really good, yeah, we'll play them. Yeah, no, I mean, if you guys are listening and you disagree please tell us we'd love to hear why and your thoughts there's so many different takes on everything everybody has a different perspective and that's the beauty of it you know we can all share our own reasons especially it's fictional there's yeah, no and, wrong answer and let's face it if you're out there listening to our reasons let us listen to yours anything so what do you think about that whole interaction with danielle and a little interrogator. Her her focus at the beginning was, where's Alex? And then I, it seems like when Saeed finally was like, I don't know who he is, she finally started to believe him. And she let her guard down a little bit. She talked to him. She caressed him. Like She seemed to be very grateful to have some kind of human interaction because clearly it's been a long time. And then... When they had the standoff with the rifles, and he he pulled the trigger. He shot at her. He didn't know that the firing pin was gone, but he shot at her. And she just kind of looked at him like, Robert didn't realize either. And Saeed is like, I'm fucked right now. <laughs> okay, so a couple things with that scene. Okay, so at the end, I think just now it hit me uh -huh. when you were talking about Alex and stuff. I was like, oh, wait. Where is Alex? You know, at the beginning, like, where's Alex? And you're like, okay, yeah, Alex, there's something with the Alex. And then you forget about this. I completely forgot mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And then when he asked who Alex was, he's like, her child. 
note. She didn't say son or daughter. She just said child. So something about that seemed a little wonky to me. Not wonky, but it was really telling. And that's that's a, and um. Also, I'm like, but wait, where mm-hmm. is Alex? And what happened to Alex? There's more questions. Yeah. And then, dude, you shot her. Well, right. you shot at her. You want to kill this woman? That's like a wealth of information. Are you out of your freaking mind, dude? I mean, on one hand, if he was if he was worried for his own safety that she was gonna shoot him, I get it. Maybe yeah. it wasn't great. Like maybe you could have just shot her in the foot or something. You know, <laughs> he went like head on chest shot. Like he was. He didn't give a. F- Fuck. No. But then it says a lot about her that, you know, he was like, at the end, he was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah. He's like, but you know what? I'm not sick. I'm fine. And I give up. He threw the gun and she could have shot him dead. And she didn't. Because she has more sense than he does. Okay. And she, her, her warning was to watch your people closely. That was her only warning. And we have no idea why. No idea where Alex is, what happened to Alex. Well, obviously, it's, it's based on what they caught or whatever it was that made them all die or whatever. Obviously, I think they got some, I don't know. But, yeah. Well, like, there's going to be some changes. Shit, shit's about to get real. Watch your peep. It's about to go down on the island. Yeah. And I also feel like, I mean, let's let's be real. They try to make her seem kind of crazy. Well, yeah, I think, that, I think they had just the right amount of... And sanity, considering she's been alone for 16 years on the island, battling them and they and whatever. So I think it was just the right amount of insanity that was logical. But could that leave a person? I mean, look, Lost is wonderful at misdirection. Are you dancing? <laughs> I am. Because I'm, like, thinking. <laughs> um, okay, so, so, wait, those who think we're a little crazier on this episode is because we're trying a new way of recording and we're actually Skype video each other. Yeah. It's fun like this. It's weird. Yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying not to look at you so I won't make funny faces and laugh, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, what were you saying? <laughs> the misdirection? Uh, what was I saying? Loss is really good about misdirection, whether it's a character, a scene, a theme, or whatever. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Wait, I thought there was going to be like a question to that. <laughs> I know, but, but then I was thinking that I might say too much and give you like spoilers. Ah, poop. And I don't want to okay. yeah, poop. I don't want to do that. Fine. I'm Start just with saying the question that, and then pull it back. Uh-huh. You're such a tease. Oh. I like that about you. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> so, anything else before we close this out? No. I think that's it. You got a lot of my non-opinion opinions. Um. <laughs> you know what? Get back in the closet. <laughs> Fine. Just bring me my food. <laughs> Stay tuned next week for the next episode where we will discuss Raised by Another. She's Agnes. And she's Lisa. (laughs) And this has been Sass and Sips. If you'd like to support this show. Well, you sip and sass. Yes. No, we sip and sass. Well, you can sip and (laughs) sass with us, please. It'll probably make us sound better. (laughs) 
Right. Should we do that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face was the funniest. You're like, no, I'm just done. <laughs> Why try to pretend? Why pretend? Okay. You could do better. All right. If you'd like to support this show, we can be found at patreon.com slash sasspot. No donation is too small. If you'd like to connect with us, we can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as far as social media goes. And we also have a phone number and an email address where you can connect with us, send us messages. <laughs> I told you you're not drunk enough for this podcast, Lisa. <laughs> okay. We also have a phone number where you can call in and leave us messages anytime. And you could also use email to get in touch with us and send us messages. All of the information is in the show notes. And there's also our web address in the show notes. <laughs> All of our contact info is in the show notes. Just go look there. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and for sticking it out <laughs> to the end. For yet another episode <laughs> of Insane Ramblings. So also, um, if you would like to support us but don't want to do it financially, you could rate, review, and subscribe to the show, and that would help us also. So please don't forget to do that. And please, as always, don't forget to drink responsibly. Until next time, I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And we are out of here. Peace out. I think the best thing for you to do is stay in front of your lamp so I can at least see you. It's weird not to see you. Oh, okay. How's that? Yeah, I can see Lita. I had the blackout curtains closed. I was being a vampire. Okay. Oh, move this way a little bit. No, no, this way. Come forward. (laughs) Yeah, just block the light from the lamp. Like, leave it. I think you can leave it. Oh, that's perfect. Yay, I can see you. There's like a flock of geese flying by. Yeah, you're easily distracted. Because <laughs> all I hear is them honking. So I know we've been we've been cutting it down to just like whatever whoever this person's episode was, and then in the next one. But since there was a well, I mean there were a few new epi- new characters. That was so sloppy. <laughs> Rewind. Stop and scratch.